Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Steve Peters and Craig Morgan as always. And we're very excited for the second day in a row to welcome yet another Arizona Coyotes player today. It is new Arizona Coyotes forward, Nick Bugstad. Welcome to the PHNX Coyotes podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Nick, this is uh, our first conversation with you. So can you just maybe just catch us up on what you've been doing this summer, any fun travel, and, and your thoughts on joining the Coyotes? Yeah, I've been pretty, been pretty busy this summer. Um, lots of weddings, a lot of friends getting married. So been doing that on the weekends and just training and skating uh, on the weekday. There's a lot of different skates in the city here. There's a lot of NHL guys around the area, so pretty fortunate to be able to do that training with Travis Boyd at University of Minnesota or uh, our old college so it's good to train with him and um, obviously I know him going into this so he's uh, he's kind of filled me in on where to live and kind of um, how uh, everything kind of goes down there so it's it's been good to hear that from him when do you expect to arrive in Arizona uh, it's looking like Labor Day, so we want to get down a few weeks early, get acclimated. Um, I have a couple little girls, so um, get them familiar, three-year-old and a two-year-old. So um, they're really excited, and uh, I don't really think they know where we're going, but um, <laughs> I'm sure they'll be thrilled when they, they see uh, Arizona and how beautiful it is. Yeah, maybe not in September, but after that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, Nick, <laughs> you talk about the move, and, and you, you're going from Minnesota. You, you know, you grew up, you played high school, college, and, and got a chance to play for the Wild last season. Vastly different here in Arizona, climate, weather, all of those things. Does having a player like Travis Boyd that you played college hockey with, does that make that kind of transition easier? Yeah, for sure. Um you know, I know a few other guys as well. I know Schmaltzy a little bit, and Keller played with them in World Championships. I think that was 2018. So, um, you, you know, guys through passing. Uh, that's just kind of whatever team it is in the NHL. If you've been in it for for a while, you, you kind of know guys. And um, so, yeah, definitely having that bond with Travis and having played with him a couple of years at the U of M is is great. So, uh, just excited to join the squad and. Uh, Travis said it's a great group of guys, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. 
We were talking off air before a little bit about the beauty league. I don't know if everybody quite knows what that is. So can you explain a little bit about what that is and just what the vibe is like and, and what you've been doing with that this summer? Yeah, it's a uh, four on four league in Minneapolis that, uh, you know, most guys participate in from around the city that uh, um, play NHL or college or in the minor leagues. So, there's six teams and it's uh, twice a week and um, it's in Edina, the, the land of the cake eaters, if you guys are familiar <laughs> with that. Uh, but yeah. great arena, great facility. They, you know, they kind of pack the rink in. The fans are really into it. Um, kids are really into it because they're, they're getting autographs and um, getting to see different guys that grew up here um, and, um, play together and have a little fun. A lot of goals scored. So um, it's, uh, it's an entertaining league. My agent, uh, ben Hankinson and Chris McAlpine run it. So um, it's a fun deal for all of Minnesota and you know, kind of keeps in shape. Yeah, but it's one of the things that attracts players, NHL players, NCAA players to Minnesota in, in the summertime because it's such a competitive league. You can stay in shape. You can get on the ice. I don't know if Craig Morgan knows this. Do you know what the championship trophies named, Craig? I do not. I don't It's the John that. Scott cup oh, former no. Arizona, yeah exactly <laughs> so how is your team had playoffs start next week i think in the beauty league how's your team poised for the playoffs nick yeah we've only had one loss we got a pretty good squad um former coyote pitlick on the team um me and him kind of play together and we got eric hall teddy bluger justin hall it's a pretty good squad so you don't want to get too confident going into the playoffs because all these teams <laughs> turn it on. You got so you got Jake Gensel and Brock Nelson on the same team, so they can uh, they can turn it on when they want. I think. Well, I think if they make the playoffs, I think they're struggling a little bit. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun. The John Scott that was the year that uh, John Scott made the All Star game, um, and his agent is also Ben Hankinson or was so uh, just a lot of a lot of fun, a lot of foundations involved it all, it all goes to charity and um you know just just a good cause for the whole city it's kind of a win-win so besides the ice time nick um are you ramping up your training now preparing for this season um does does that happen more when you get to arizona or are you in the process of that now getting ready for for this season yeah it's it's full bore right now I'm trying to skate four or five times a week so um body's holding up good more than it has uh in a while it's feeling really good excited about that so um being able to train a little harder and uh, more confidently it, it's it's been great so yeah these this next month is huge but um you know i've been on the ice basically since about late june and been training since the beginning of june so uh nowadays you don't get much of an off season it's you take a few weeks yeah. off three weeks for me this year and you get back into it so um these young kids, they don't stop training, so you got to keep up with them. <laughs> I had almost forgotten that Ben Hankinson was your agent. Uh, we could do a separate show just on Ben and probably bring in Alex Goligoski to talk about how he supplies half of uh, Ben's client base to him. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good conversations about that. But I want to talk a little bit more about this time in Minnesota. In some ways, and obviously it's coming to an end now, but it had to be in some ways a dream come true to be able to play in your home state be in the winter classic we just describe that experience over the past couple seasons yeah it's been cool it was, it was weird with covid um jumping into it yeah. it's probably better for my my sake as far as tickets and um you know outside <laughs> outside ass um 
it was just super, uh, is an easy adjustment. You know, a lot of people say coming into the hometown can be difficult with, uh, you know, having so many family and friends, but it was, uh, I guess, I guess a little easier with COVID, but different with no fans, obviously great fan base here. Um, so it was good to get them back last year and, um, having that outdoor game was pretty surreal and it kind of stunk for two periods and then we kind of figured it out in the third, but, uh, it was below zero. So <laughs> I know a lot of Arizona people probably don't know what that feels like, but, uh, in the twin stadium target field was sold out. So you almost kind of felt bad when we were losing. It's like, gosh, these fans are gutting it out for us and they <laughs> stayed till the end and we made it a pretty close game. Um, but that was a very cool moment that, you know, I, I couldn't even imagine when I was a kid being a part of. So I'm pretty fortunate. We're going to stick with Minnesota for a little while longer because Petey wrote all the questions. Of course. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Let's go. So back in 2009-10, you're named Mr. Hockey. It's a big deal in Minnesota. Some of the past winners, people may be familiar with Nick Letty, Casey Middlestead, and former Coyote Aaron Ness. Um, what does that honor mean? What, what, what sort of... Uh, street cred does that carry when you're named Mr. Hockey in the state of Minnesota? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it depends on who you talk to. If you talk to Sean Thornton, he used to always give me crap uh, in Florida. and He'd say, you're not Mr. Hockey. He's like, Gordy Hall is Mr. Hockey. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I can't really argue that. Uh, <laughs> so, I don't know. It's a it's a fun title in the state of, state of Minnesota, but um, you know, I was very lucky to play on a good team growing up I'm from Blaine and um, it was a very competitive uh, deep team that we had. We made the state tournament every year, never won it, but um, you know, you, going to the state tournament as um, a high school kid, you're in front of 18,000 people. And uh, that, that's something that I think every Minnesota kid. Uh Oh, <laughs> just we lost Nick's we lost audio Nick's for just sound. a second. There you yeah, are. There we got you Yep. Yeah, sorry. So yeah, kind of having that on top of uh, the, the Mr. Hockey and uh, the success with the team that was that was great. So I don't know. It doesn't really get me any pull around here. I run a camp <laughs> in my hometown uh, every year. That was last week, and I don't think the kids I mean, they don't even remember. So <laughs> I don't know. I think my grandma and my mom think it's cool. But <laughs> <laughs> see now, Nick, I'm gonna. This is my only moment. Like I don't get to talk about Minnesota high school hockey much, but back in the eighties, my high school team actually played in the state tournament twice. And we played back when it was in the clear boards at the St. Paul civic center. So to Nick's point, this is a big deal for a Minnesota kid to play in that tournament. So moving on from high school, Nick, so you go to play for the Gophers. So that transition, that step and being able to stay in the cities for your college college years, what was that experience like playing for the Gophers? Oh, it was great. Um, you know, that was another thing. You just, uh, <laughs> it's hard to explain when you're a Minnesota kid. It's just kind of, you're in your own little bubble, which good or bad, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, all I wanted to do was play for the Gophers. We didn't have the wild until I was about 10 years old. So, um, when I got asked to, uh, to commit there, I, it was a no brainer. My uncle Scott played there, um, early eighties. And, you know, that was, that was something I couldn't believe that I was going to be able to play for them. And when I came there, it was first year was a little rough. And then the next two years I was there, we had uh, some really good teams. So, uh, you know, very fortunate to be able to play 20 minutes from home, 
um, and basically grow up here until I was 20 years old. And then down to Florida, I went. So it was a a different world when I went down to Florida, for sure. Nick, your um, uncle Scott was actually a professional hockey player as well. How much of an influence did he have on your career, if any? Yeah, he's he's been a huge part of uh, kind of my upbringing and um, my my skill set as far as shooting. He's a, still a shooting instructor, and that was kind of his niche when he played. Um, he could rip the puck, still can. Uh, but I still work with him to this day, and you know, I was very lucky from a young age to be exposed to someone as knowledgeable as himself. And you know, he's kind of a big mentor on on why I am uh, who I am today. So. Yeah, definitely lucky. I think a lot of guys in the NHL have ties in some way or another, whether it's family or friends, that um, can really, really help you take that next step. Nick, uh, one one unfortunate storyline that has followed you around is the rash of injuries that you've had to endure in your pro career. Um, what's your long view on those injuries? Uh, how are you feeling now? And maybe what have you learned from having to go through all of that? Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's... It's something that uh, I look back on. You can try to figure it out where I went wrong uh, or what happened. And uh, you, you can't you can't really look at it that way. I, I've been fortunate enough to kind of learn from those injuries and just, um, you know, that's a lot of adversity that I hadn't really faced until um, I started having those. And uh, I had a back surgery down in Florida and then Pittsburgh. I had some stuff go on there with my grinds in my back as well where, uh, the game kind of got, you know, put on hold for myself. And when that happens, you really, you really uh, learn a lot about yourself. You, um, you know, the, you're more grateful for the game when you're back in it. And, uh, you know, as far as training goes now, I'm definitely uh, a lot more diligent, a lot more um, structured in how I go about my day as far as uh, making sure I'm healthy. So, uh, for me, long term, it was probably what I needed just just to learn about myself and uh, on a on a deeper scale, I'd say. Um, and you know, I'm not grateful for it, but I am. I, I don't. I don't. I do think it. Um, you know, kind of helped me expand my mind and and learn more about my body. So, um, you know, athletes go through injuries. It's just kind of how you handle them. And, um, you try to stay as optimistic, optimistic as possible. And now being 30, I think, uh, you know, I can lean on those and just kind of move on from it and, um, trying to put in the work. And like I said, I've been feeling as healthy as I have in, in years. So it's just exciting to be able to really go in the weight room and get after it. You mentioned that you, you just turned 30 last month, I believe. Um, what do you think could still be ahead for you in your career, Nick? Um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I feel good. So it's, uh, I, I really, I, I, I do feel the best I've felt in the last four years. So it's, uh, for me, I think I could still get back to the level I was playing at early in my career. And, uh, you know, I can also with, with that, I can bring another element leadership wise, uh, experience wise to this team that, um, you know, it's pretty exciting. I, I, I looked at, uh, Arizona last year is a tough team to play against. We needed points with, with the playoff, uh, race. And you guys came in, I think it was our second to last game and, um, gave us nothing. I'm like, well, this is a different coyote team than I remember from two years ago. So, uh, just being able to add, um, maybe an element of, um, you know, using my body, maybe scoring a little more and, um, uh, you know, kind of blending in with a lot of these younger guys. 
the other thing, Nick, for, for me, and, and I, I used to be the video coach at the Arizona counties for over 20 years. So I was in the coach's room, the management room, and your name is a name that has come up a lot in that room over the last, you know, five, 10 years as a guy that, that would fit really well in Arizona. I'm excited to see you play here. I think this is a, you're a player that I, you're a bigger body guy gets on pucks. You have an offensive upside. Uh, I think you're going to get an opportunity here that you haven't had over the last few years. Have you had any discussions with Andre Turigny about what your role is expected to be and how do you see the fit for you in Arizona? Yeah, uh, I've talked to Andre a couple times and um, obviously Bill and it's, uh, you know, it's been a good conversation. I, I'm relaying to them that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not comfortable or satisfied with having played um, nine, nine years in the league and I, I definitely... I have the growth mindset where I just want to keep getting better, which is a lot of athletes. And, um, you know, I, I think having talked with them and um, kind of seeing where where they view me as a player, um, you know, it makes me confident and going into it. Um, obviously, I got to be ready and I got to kind of reestablish myself. I was kind of in a fourth line role these past couple of years that um, could never really find it offensively. But um I think I can use use that role. I've never really seen that side of the bench until these last couple of years, and um, I can kind of use that to my advantage, just knowing what that feels like and having to play a different style game. Um, you know, adding tools is never a bad thing. So, um, like I said, I, I'm, I'm I'm hoping to score more. I'm working working on a lot of different things with my shooting and uh, puck handling. So. Um, you know, that, that never ends. Even I was, you know, and obviously always working on that when I was younger, but you can always find ways to try to separate or, or get better than the year, year before. So, um, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. You're a 20 goal scorer in this league. And we had Lawson Kraus on yesterday and that, that 20 goal plateau is a big deal in this league. And you've reached that in, in your career. So I, what kind of a player for the Arizona Coyote fans that don't know Nick Bugstead, what can they expect out of you? What kind of player are you and what do they expect for this upcoming season? Um, yeah, actually, I, I played with Lawson a little bit down in Florida. He was a first rounder there. Um, so I know him a little bit as well. Um, but yeah, for me, it's, uh, you know, being a bigger, bigger body, um, being able to skate well, um, you know, I, I think corner puck protection, kind of coming up with pucks and um, thing I've been working on is, is around the net, obviously trying to dig in some goals there. And um, I, I think I could be a good two-way player for these guys. So, um, you know, really trying to emphasize both ends and um, I, I've had a lot of ups and downs in, in different areas. So I, I think, um, the biggest thing is if you can learn from them and, um, you know, use that to your advantage. That's, that's what I'm hoping. So, um, hopefully put more pucks in the net and, uh, helping this team out. I got to ask, it's the question on everybody's mind. How do you feel about playing in a college arena? Obviously you've played in one as a college player, but you know, it's no secret. The Coyotes are playing in the ASU arena for the next few years temporarily. What are your thoughts on that? Are you looking forward to it? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm actually, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be cool. I think it should be a, a rowdy arena and, uh, you know, we're going to try to make the best of it. Obviously, um, it's, it's nothing that's really happened. I don't think in the NHL before where the situation has happened. So I don't know. I'm looking forward to seeing, seeing what the crowd brings. 
Nick, I got to ask you this. It's just a little, it's, it's off the ice. Uh, Mike Rousseau and I are former colleagues and he told me literally the quote was nicest guy ever. That's what he told me about what we're getting in you. Uh, I'm, I'm sure, you know, Rousseau. Well, everybody basically who was involved in Minnesota hockey knows Mike Rousseau, but this comes out a little bit in the work you do in the community, but can you sort of outline your approach to that side of the game, some of the work that you've done and what drives that sort of commitment to be a presence in the community, even when you're not on the ice? Yeah, I mean, I just look at uh, a lot of the guys that I idolized when I was a kid and how they interacted um, and impacted uh, my life and my career. I had a guy like Matt Hendricks um, who, who went to my high school when I was a little kid. Uh, and he was just the fact that he made it to college hockey and then pro, it was like, well, I, you know, there is a chance. So it's guys like that um, that treat you, uh, you know, that, that are giving back to the kids. I think that's the biggest thing um, for me, just interacting and, you know, making them feel special and um, just treating everybody like human beings, whether you're an NHL player or peewee. Um, I think as hockey players, it's important for us to learn and teach and grow um, in different ways. So, yeah, I, I, I think in the Minnesota community, especially um, everyone's so passionate about hockey. So, it's a great outlet to, uh, you know, get to the kids and, um, you know, try to try to teach them a thing or two. Uh, the, the kids, I, I did a camp last week in my hometown and, uh, the kids are great. And, um, you know, you got to approach it with some fun too. And, um, you know, I, I think a lot of times you don't want to give them the, give them the, you got to work hard, that type of deal. They know that, but, uh, sometimes you got to have a little fun with them and, um, we, we did that at the camp last week, so I enjoyed it myself too. You're brand new, uh, in this community, but do you hope to do the same sorts of things in Arizona? Yeah. Um, I actually just started my own foundation. It's called goals for kids. I'm wearing the hat right now. Nice. Uh, so I, I do, um, I do anticipate, I, I like getting involved with the schools a little bit. Um, you know, going visiting schools, uh, the, the goals for kids is, uh, I want to teach kids how to goal or set goals for themselves, um, both short-term and long-term. And, uh, you know, that's, they were in the beginning stages of the foundation, but I've already had conversations with people from the, uh, the organization in Arizona. And, um, you know, I'm looking to get involved in the schools and maybe the youth, the youth hockey programs down there. So definitely something that excites me, uh, and kind of, you know, it's, it's something different that I, I'm, I'm in, uh, I'm checking out and I'm enjoying it so far. So, um, yeah, goals for kids. You guys hopefully will hear about it in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Nick, we can't thank you enough for your time. It was really great meeting you and getting to talk to you. And hopefully we'll talk again soon once you're here in the Valley in just a couple of weeks. Yeah, guys. Thanks a lot. Looking forward to it. Thanks, right. thanks for joining us. Thanks, Nick. Nick. Bye. Well, thanks again to wow. Nick Bukestad. I feel like we really learned a lot about him kind of got a good sense of who he is not just as a player but as a person as well yeah the Minnesota nice yeah Minnesota Minnesota nice nice, but you know it's really authentic you know you know he's he really cares about community he cares about having an impact on other people so that's that's what really came across for me in that one 
Yeah, I just feel like I learned a lot about Minnesota hockey, and that was all Pete's doing. <laughs> Easy, Sparky. <laughs> no, you know what? I've said it all along, and I, I didn't do it too much. Didn't want to be a fanboy during the show, but this is a player that I've liked for a really long yeah, time. You fanboyed over him. Uh, I on... said it. I said it before. I think he's quick on the puck. I think he plays physical. I think his offensive upside hasn't been reached yet, even though he's played nine years in the league. I think Arizona Coyote fans are really going to like what he brings to this team. He also brings an element of leadership. And we've seen guys come in last year. We talked about guys like Beagle who come in and uh, Roussel and, and Erickson who come and bring that leadership. Well, they need to get new guys to fill that role. And here's a guy that's been around the league, knows how to prepare properly. He's 30 year old guy that that knows what to do the right way so i think he's going to be a guy that steps into those shoes and helps lead guys i expect him to be a top six player at least out of the gate for this team Definitely. yeah yeah and it's interesting when i when when bill armstrong talked about him right after the signing you know you look at his role recently as a as a guy who was a fourth line player even a healthy scratch at times bill said at that time i think he's most effective when he's in the top six so i'm wondering you know, when, when you look at their center situation, it's not exactly deep anyway. Maybe he gets a chance to to prove it in, in a role like that here. Yeah, and he's here. Clearly, he's here to to, to re-jumpstart his career, too. Like you, yep. you talked about in Minnesota, he played 57 games last year. He wants to be an everyday player that, that makes an impact and has some ability to contribute to the team and to the game. This is this is a win win for both parties in this. I, I think it's great for Nick, and, and I do think it's great for the Coyotes, and I think it's going to be – a guy that I'm excited to see play. And I'm excited to see him play in that small building too. He seemed genuinely excited. I know. This, I think everyone's just so curious. About we're going to ask everybody. Yeah, and we are. Everybody says this, right? Yeah. Like everybody says, well, yeah. Uh, so we'll see. And again, I want to say one thing about the arena, Craig, because we talk about the arena all the time. And people I've talked to away from the show have said, oh, you're rah, rah, pom poms. No, this is a great college building fantastic for college is going to be some of the most electric college crowds in the country in that building great college building is it a great nhl building no i don't think i ever said that this isn't a great nhl building it's not this is a building to get them by and bridge them to the better building it was this building or nothing this building or move so they will make it work and we're going to make the most of a situation that they have to deal with and for the fan, Great it's going to be experience. an absolutely electric, unbelievable experience to see NHL players up that close. That's all I've said. Okay. Cleared the air. <laughs> Definitely cleared the air. Well, um, Nick talked about playing into Beauty League. Don't think there's odds for those games on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, unfortunately. Um, but there's plenty other to, plenty of other things to bet on, including the World Juniors going on right now. Um, so there's always hockey going on. You can bet on NHL futures already if you'd like. Um, of course, baseball is going on and WNBA, etc. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. If you haven't already, use that promo code PHNX. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. We're going to let Craig go so he can, you know, get off in his merry way. He's got to rehab that hip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> go for Do some laps around his house. So oh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm actually uh, jumping on a call with Robin Leonard to uh, advise him on how to get through the, the next <laughs> few phases here and uh, quicker recovery than he's planning. So wow. that's yeah. all right, Craig, well, right, we'll guys. see you a little later. Okay, guys. Bye. Um, so we actually have our all staff meeting this afternoon and we're going to be playing pickleball. Can't wait. And I've asked Petey to be my pickleball partner. I, 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 I concerned. 
because I am the well with Craig out with his hip injury, I will be the oldest player at the pickleball court now. After studying YouTube, I'm not so sure age is maybe an advantage. I, I don't think it's. I don't true. think it's a biggest detriment as people are thinking going into this because you know you got Sean and Shane <laughs> and the 20 year old legs. We'll see. Yep, I think we'll be. We'll see. I think we could be a good team. We if, will see. Uh, <laughs> also, fun thing to look forward to. I did lose Southwest Bias. <gasps> Um, Whoa. And the punishment is, is that everyone on the PHNX crew, I have to go um, face a wall and everyone gets to take a shot at my back with a pickleball. So wow. another thing to look forward to. Oh my wow. gosh. That's an aggressive show. Wow. I if need you to haven't go seen back Southwest Bias, you definitely need to tune in. Yeah, that one's a good one. A little head to head debate show. But PD, if we win at least one game, I'll buy you a, a four peaks. Beer. All right. I mean, yeah. I love my four peaks. I'll buy you a four peaks beer even if we don't win. How about that? And just I'll some, buy you one for just being my partner. Just celebratory beers <laughs> because for being active and. I want the four peaks. Clearly it's about the four peaks, <laughs> but I was worried I was going to be the kid on the playground. Like I picked last. Yeah. So I'm glad that I don't have to. Yeah, PD walked in the door and I screamed, do you want to yeah. be my partner? So, I mean, so you know what they say, win or lose, we still booze. Yes, exactly. Win or lose, we still booze. And our booze of choice is four peaks beer. Um, it's so delicious. There's so many different flavors for all types of beer lovers out there. Um, you must be 21 to enjoy the beer or older um, and enjoy responsibly. But we also need our next winner of the Toast of the Month sweepstakes. It's so easy to enter. You just go to gophnx.com or click on the link in the show notes. And winners receive a $50 Four Peaks gift card, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. So it's a great deal. And if you don't win, you can sign up for an annual membership very easily at gophnx.com. And you'll actually get a shirt from the locker when you sign up anyway. So, you know, a little win-win situation if you haven't already signed up. Um, plenty of great content on the website from Craig and all the other talented writers here at PHNX. We cover all the Arizona sports. Um, so there's stuff for everyone and including some ASU hockey. So if you're just a general hockey fan, um, you know, we talk about the arena all the time, but we're not just going to watch Coyotes games. We'll get out to a few ASU games as well. And the Sun Devil crew I know is planning on covering some of those games. So join our family at gophnext.com. Petey. No, I saw Chris made a comment in there where we talked about the arena and the 5,000 seats or under 5,000 seats. And we have mentioned it on this show before too. And I'm going to press and have Craig press on the Coyotes and management and, and find out are there going to be other opportunities to watch games? Are there going to be watch parties? Are there going to be outdoor areas to watch games? Um, some other way that, that their fan base can participate in these games on game day. So we'll make sure Chris that to stay tuned and um, you'll get those answers here for sure at PHNX. Definitely. Um, by the way, did you see that move from Connor Bedard last night for it's Team Canada? Ridiculous. It was. I was so I was at Zips last night, and the game was on the. T or they were just showing highlights, and I didn't know who it was, and I was like, "Oh my god, who is that?" And then they showed, turned the camera, and I could see it was Connor Bedard, and I was like, "Oh my god, I know. we need." Him we have so to put up all all season long. We're going to be seeing highlights like that on Twitter oh of his junior career and his release on that shot where he scores the goal is. is it elite, was just mind-blowing. Yeah. And then you start talking about the what-ifs. And I went down the rabbit hole today of the Wheel of Fantasy, the what-ifs, the Dylan Gunther, the geeky, and you go, oh, my, oh my goodness. This just maybe? Yeah. If they get the ping-pong ball luck, everything falls into place for this franchise. We'll see. We'll see. But it was it was exciting to watch. I've been enjoying um 
watching at least the highlights and of Logan the World Cooley Juniors. tonight again yep, Team USA back, tonight back so we'll t- keep tabs on Logan Cooley tonight and maybe talk a little bit more about tonight's game tomorrow depending on what happens for Team USA um if you want to cheer on whatever team you want to cheer on you can find your gear your merchandise all of that at foco.com um, they're the leader in sports merchandise and collectibles foco's got you covered with the best arizona merchandise they've officially licensed gear for men women and kids and everything from bobbleheads to swimsuits to crocs head on over to foco.com or click the link below in the description for all non-presale items use the promo code phnx for 10 percent off well, we got to wrap up because we got to go. go, go to, we got to go play pickleball. Um, don't think the odds for us are on the no. DraftKings Sports the no. Gap, unfortunately. <laughs> we'll come back. Actually, I just checked. It's Shane and Sean minus 10,000. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see about that. PD think... and Leah, like plus 135. You have second. I was going to say, yeah, that's plus 135. Right. We'll take it. We'll take it. Um, we'll be back live tomorrow at 11 a.m. on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. You can follow PHNX Sports across all social platforms, including Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, all of it. Um, and follow PHNX underscore coyotes on Twitter as well. Lots of great stuff on there on the daily. Please like and subscribe and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again to Nick Bukestad for his time today. Um, and lots of great guests this week. Always lots of great guests. So thanks to all of them for their time. Like we said, we'll be back tomorrow live at 11 a.m. for Friday fun. Until then, enjoy the rest of your Thursday, everyone, and we will see you tomorrow.